Hi, it's Pete Norsett here and welcome to a, a League uh, 2 betting podcast from Trade On Sports and Focused on Football. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, great, thanks, mate. Fully recovered from a double schedule last weekend of this great League 2 action. And yeah, it's, uh, well, if you if you believe what the bookmakers are pricing up, it's going to be a very boring weekend in League 2, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's, like I said, just, just now he was talking of six games are... Uh... Are uh, you know? I like the line is two goals. So yes, it it, it could be not maybe, not one game. It's two and a half. Maybe it's a, a leopard needs to change its spots, Peter. Maybe you need to start looking at some overs this week. Yeah, well we shall see. <laughs> right, uh, we we'll start off tonight. Uh, uh, a fairly big game here: Mansfield against uh, Newport. Mansfield have been dominant in this fixture. They've won the last five. Uh, Head-to-heads that they've drawn five of their last six League Two matches, and at home to top our sides, one four drawn three lost three. They come off a nil nil draw away Exeter. They come off against a Newport side who've lost their last two away. Uh, they come off a, a, a one nil victory at home to Bolton, a good win that. But uh, away at bottom half sides, good record, one six drawn naught lost four. Uh, I reckon the value here is with the away side, but I do like the over two goals, and I'm going to go over two goals at even money. Well, I've got a full game preview up on the website, focused on football.co.uk for this game. But in short, there is a clear motivation disparity for this game. Mansfield have nothing to play for. Newport have everything to play for. Now, we know that both sides want to get the ball down and play. So, we, so with that, you need to be relaxed to play well. Now, with the respective league positions and long-term objectives, I actually think, despite Mansfield residing right down near the bottom of the table, it's going to be easier for them to play and you know, with, with, with freedom than it is with Newport. Because if these two teams were more direct physical teams, you would expect that the, the motivation that Newport have would supersede you know, what Mansfield will have to offer. This could be the reverse here. But I agree with you, Pete. I, a massive lean to the overs here. The line set at just two. I think this pitch, it's not great, but it's not really going to stop them from getting the ball down and playing. I think there's some decent value with the overs, mate. Just had a line move. One game has gone to two and a half goals, and it's the next game. Oldham versus Colchester. I was gonna, I was gonna suggest over two and a quarter goals here, but obviously the, the, the line has moved now, so the money's coming in for overs. Uh, Oldham, Colchester, um, recent head-to-heads. Oldham haven't won. There's been one draw. Colchester one-one. Oldham they lost four of their last six home matches. They're coming off a very good though four-one victory away at uh, Crawley. At home to bottom six sides, their record reads one-four drawn three lost three. Uh, they're coming up against a Colchester side who've drawn five of the last seven matches. Away at bottom half sides, one, two, drawn five, lost three. Come off a one-old draw at home to Barrow. So a lot of draws there when you're talking about uh, Colchester. Again, I thought there was value with over two and a quarter goal. I'm not going to play the bet two and a half goals, though. Well, this is a very interesting game, Pete, because yesterday the rumour mill was working in full effect about a club going into administration in, at this league. Uh, fingers immediately pointed towards Colchester. I mean, I don't really want to give any airtime to the source because they get about 95% of what they say on social media incorrect. I can throw more accurately at a dartboard than this bloke can. But it did lead to Robbie Cowling, chairman and owner of Colchester, issuing a statement on behalf of the club 
accusing at first the EFL of starting the rumour, then correcting it just to say, you know, this is just a rumour, it's not correct. Um, but there's obviously something going on behind the scenes at Colchester. The interesting thing for me here, Pete, in this game, is this line is scratch. So let's just put this into perspective. A team who have gone 1, 10 and 9 on their travels this season and haven't scored in their last 10 away games are priced off scratch. Well, that's ridiculous. And um, Bottom half teams have gone 144, 94 and 78 at home to bottom six finishing side. So roughly just under twice as many victories as defeats in this spot. I'm going to take Oldham here, Pete. They did as well um, the other day away at Crawley. I think Keith Curl will, you know, get something from them in the final games of the season. He's that type of man. I'm taking Oldham off scratch, mate. Barrow Carlisle next. Now, I was under the impression this, this might have been a derby, but it, they're, they're 86 miles apart. Yeah, but they're in the same county, though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. In Derby. Yeah. Right, uh, Barrow, uh, well, both these sides are in, in reasonable form, actually. Barrow, they've won three of their last four home matches. Carlisle, they've won their last three League Two games. Uh, Barrow, um, their recent home record, 1-5 drawn, 1 lost, 4. Come off a one-hole draw away at Colchester. Carlisle away at bottom six sides, 1-4 drawn, 5 lost, 1. Uh, they're kind of a, a good 2-0 victory at home to Scunthorpe. Moraitis are suggesting there's some value with Barrow. Very, very stingy, though, plus a quarter, 1.80. I, I, I'm not having the bet. There's also, there also a little bit of value over two and a quarter goals. Yeah, well, Carlisle won 1-0 when the sides met earlier this season. And as I keep saying when we discuss Carlisle, they may be many things, Carlisle, under Chris Beach, but they are a team that creates chances. And that's one thing that Barrow have struggled in for throughout the season in terms of against the better teams. They don't tend to score many goals. Now, Carlisle have won three straight games via 2 0 scorelines. I don't think there's any value, though, as you, as you quite rightly say, Pete, with, with Barrow receiving a small start on the handicap because Carlisle have won three straight games. They're now three points behind seventh place Newport. They've played all their games in hand. So in many ways now, they've, they've done the catching up, Carlisle. And if they were forced to settle with a point from this game, given the form of Barrow in recent weeks, I don't think Carlisle would see this as the end of the world if they took a point. So for that reason alone, the fact that Carlisle may settle for a point, depending on what happens, means I can't bet this game. Interesting um, match coming up next. Or, or, or let's just have a look at the game first. Barrow, uh, sorry, Bolton versus Harrogate. Bolton's recent home record: one six drawn, three lost, one. They're coming for one nil defeat away at Newport. Harrogate, they're away form: one three drawn, two lost, five. Coming off the two nil defeat at home to Port Vale. Bolton, they won five of their last six home matches, and Harrogate, they've lost four of their last five League Two games. So, looking at this, you'd expect Bolton to be favourites. But if we have a look at the the, the, the league table. You know, last week, only two of the top nine teams won. Indeed, only three of the top 13 won. And indeed, you know, we, we, you backed up Bolton a uh, quarter a goal at home to Colchester and, and everything was looking good. Uh, and then obviously that ended up nil-nil. But obviously this time of season, it's, um, you know, it's not who can play the best. It's who can keep their nerve probably. And uh, 
it's a no bet for me here. But but yes, you can see how this can easily change. I I think in looking at this, I wouldn't mind being in Cambridge's position. I mean, I, I find it quite interesting, Pete, that every week the bookmakers initially price up Bolton attractively. I think they know money's going to come for them, and there's a certain tolerance of of money and liability they'll take and I think it's purely down to the fact that they don't score many goals I mean let's just double check 23 goals in 20 home games so the bookmakers know that the biggest name team in this league money will always come from them from the casual punter for the Ackers so realistically they should set the price for Bolton artificially low but they don't they accept this money now if you look at this um fair statistics wise Top six sides at home to bottom half sides over the last few seasons have won 235, drawn 66 and lost 48. Yet the bookmakers have still not been scared to price Bolton up and take the money. And I, I said in my uh, Easter Monday review that was sent out on the website, the Bolton were minus a quarter. You knew that wasn't going to last. So if you like Bolton, you had to take them there. Minus a half, though, Pete, I can't trust them. As you quite rightly say, this stage of the season, it's who holds their nerve the best. We know Harrogate are playing with some level of freedom because they've got the status for next season secured. So, yeah, it's a, it's a no-bet game for me again. I, I sense Bolton will win this game, though, Pete. Bradford Grimsby next. Uh, uh, last time two sides met, it was a draw. At home to bottom six sides, Bradford's got a good record. 1-6 draw, not lost, not come up a one all draw away at Stevenage. They've won six of their last nine home, uh, Bradford have now, so they're in some decent home form. Grimsby away at mid-table sides, 1-2 drawn, three lost, five come up a one all draw at home to Cheltenham. Uh, Grimsby, one win, seven draws from their last uh, League Two, eight League Two matches, so they're I, they, I think these draws just aren't enough, though, for Grimsby. I think there's some small value with Bradford and over two goals. Well, this is a, an interesting game in terms of the fact that the money is coming for Grimsby. Bradford started the week uh, odds-on on the minus half a goal line, but they're trending out now towards almost 11 to 10. So there's not much appetite to back the Bantams here, despite the fact that they still believe that they're in this playoff race, as I continually say, I don't think they are. They're sat in 12th, uh, five points and five places below the playoffs. So they've got to make up some serious ground. What I would say here, though, Pete, is the goal line set at two. I've been watching plenty of YouTube videos and that uh, over the recent few days, trying to get some sort of understanding of what state the pitches are. The Valley Parade surface looks to be probably one of the best surfaces at this level at the moment. You would expect then that the recent weeks where Grimsby have been able to churn these results out have often been on these tough pitches that are difficult to play on, often playing against teams with nothing really to play for, where the extra motivation to, to run those extra yards on these tough pitches have really helped them. Don't think they're going to find that surface as helpful for them, though, this weekend. So I certainly wouldn't be back in Grimsby in this spot, mate. It's make or break for them. They, I think they have to win this game if they have a realistic option of staying up. I don't think they will, though. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Cambridge Exeter. Um, 
uh, recent heads-to-heads, very mixed. Cambridge have won two, Exeter have won three. Cambridge, they've won four of their last five League Two matches. So they were in good form at the right time. At home to top half sides, interesting. This They've won nine, drawn naught, lost one, and they come for one old draw away at Tramere. So that form against top half sides suggests that they, they sort of play they play better against the better sides at home. But normally their home form is is a little bit shaky. Uh, Exeter away at top six sides, 1-1, one, one, drawn four, lost five, come from nil nil draw at home to Mansfield. They've lost four of the last six. Don't see any real value in the line or the match or anything. Um, so I, I, I'm going to leave that alone. Well, it's certainly the game of the day, Pete, in my opinion, in this league. But as often, when you talk about games of the day or the most interesting stories... I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, Exeter won 2-0 in Devon when the sides met in the early weeks of the season. And at that point, you probably thought, come this time of the season, if you said one team's going to be top and another team's going to be sort of on the fringes of the playoffs, you'd have probably flipped the team names around because you would have expected Exeter um, to be the, the higher placed of these two sides going into this game. Top six against top half. Um, 139 wins, 91 draws and 84 defeats. So off this scratch line, it suggests Cambridge is the value side. But when we use these metrics, we're classing Exeter as just a top half side because they're placed in eighth. I think they're a better side than the teams that are placed 10th, 11th and 12th, though, much better side. So you even using those stats is, uh, is quite misleading. I do think, though, that at this stage of the season, when you've got somebody like Wes Houlihan playing for Cambridge, a proven player at the highest level, he's the sort of player that can unlock the better team's defences in these pressure games. So if I was going to make a wager in this game, I'll be taking the home side, Pete. Cheltenham Orient next. Uh, recent head-to-heads. Cheltenham won one. There's been one draw. Both these sides actually are in some re- decent recent form. Uh, Cheltenham, they've won four of their last five home matches and Orient won four of their five last League Two games. Cheltenham at home to top half sides, they've got a good record. Won seven, drawn three, not lost naught, coming off a one old draw away at Grimsby and Orient away at top six sides. Won three, drawn two, lost five, come off a nil-nil draw at home to Walsall. I think this could be fairly tight. Uh, a match and I think uh, the value is with uh, under two and a quarter goals and if I was betting this game on the match line Pete I would definitely want to be grabbing the half a goal with Orient I've I've said it all season about Cheltenham they they are a team that churns out points and this could be another case where they're held on home soil but they don't um, you know lose much ground because they're still able to take a point from the game Orient are battling for that final playoff spot. They're another team that sits three points off of seventh place Newport. Going into this game, would they take a point if they're offered it? Probably. I mean, in recent weeks, the bookmakers have really been against them. You know, the markets continually took Orient on. And finally, they were vindicated last week with that one, uh, well, that nil nil draw with Warsaw. I. I would want to be taking the half a goal here, though, Pete, because despite Cheltenham winning more than half of their home games, they don't win enough games for me for, from positions and in certain situations where they should. So it's uh, the away team or pass for me. Port Vale, Morecambe next. Port Vale must be wishing the season only started five games ago because they won those last five games. They come up against the Morecambe side who got mixed in their last away, their last seven away games, one, two, drawn two, lost three. So fairly mixed away form there. Home to top six sides though. 
Port Vale's records good. 1-6 drawn, 3 lost, 1. The come for 2-0 victory away at Harrogate. Morecambe away at bottom half sides. 1-4 drawn, 3 lost, 3. Come for 1-0 draw at home to South End. Uh, I think there's value here with over two and a quarter goals. Um, that's going to be one of my bets. That's an interesting one, Peter. I've, again, this is another game where I've written a preview for focusedonfootball.co.uk. That will be going up. Um, if it's not already up, it'll be going up shortly. Um, because this is a real test for Port Vale. That yes, they've won five games in the spin under Darrell Clark after a slow start. That they've they've really sort of found what they need to do. But this is a challenge because Morecambe have scored in all but five of their League Two outings this season. They've scored in 13 of their last 14. And what Darrell Clark's sides like to do is close games out, win them narrowly, 1-0 by the odd goal. A lot of it, a lot of their tactics rely on them being very tight defensively. Now, statistics show that Morecambe are more than likely going to score in this game. Um, but they do concede as well. So I would definitely want the draw on my side here if I was betting this game, which points me to uh, Morecambe plus a quarter. And I actually see, Pete, a 1-1 scoreline here has been a really interesting option to take here. And that would play into your sort of over two and a quarters. You know, personally, I see a worst case scenario there as a half loss. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. But check out the full preview that will be up on focusedonfootball.co.uk. Salford uh, versus Stevenage next. Uh, Salford won this fixture last time the two sides met. Uh, home to mid-table sides, their record reads 1-4, drawn 6, lost 0, come from 2-0 victory away at Forest Green. That's a good win there for Salford. They've drawn four of their last four, five home matches. The career against the Stevenage sides that drawn four of their last five away games. Uh, Stevenage at ho- away at top half sides, one two drawn four, lost four, coming for one old draw at home to Bradford. Under two goals, I know it's a low goal line that, but I'm still going to bet that. And I think under two goals looks a looks very good value in this game given the uh, recent form of both sides. Well, if you told me, Pete, at the turn of the year that we'd be talking in April about these two sides saying that there were just two points separating them, I would have laughed in your face. I mean, after 20 games, there were 16 places separating them. There's now just two. I mean, the way in which these two sides' respective seasons have evolved has been quite startling, really. The wheels have come off at Salford, but that's not to say that they won't win this game. They've got that first win under new boss um, Gary Bowyer last time out at Forest Green. It was a very physically dominating game in terms of they dealt with the conditions a lot better than Forest Green did. If I had to bet this game, given the fact that Salford have won all three meetings of the sides over this season and last, and the fact that, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but I can see Salford registering back-to-back wins here. So if I was betting this game... It'll be Salford minus a quarter. I'm just checking now the odds for them. Can back them the money's coming for them. They're down to six to five. I, I can't take them at that level, Pete. But I've got a feeling Salford will win this game. Scunthorpe Tranmere next. Uh, Scunthorpe, they've won one and drawn three of their last four home matches. Uh, at home to top six sides, one, one, drawn two, lost two, come for two nil uh, defeat away at Carlisle. Tranmere. Uh, three draws and one loss in the last four League Two matches. 
again, you know, this is like I say, you only look at that form, you think, you know, Tramir pushing for promotion, you'd think it'd be slightly better. Uh, Tramir away at bottom half size, 1 3 drawn, 4 lost, 3 come for 1 0 draw at home to Cambridge. Slight value in over two goals, I would say here. Well, I saw a stat in midweek, Pete, um, when Scunthorpe lost at Carlisle. They've drawn three and lost 34 of their last 37 away games where the home team have scored first. So I know that's just an away stat and they're playing at home here against Scunthorpe, but I don't really see a plan B under Neil Cox at the moment. I watched quite a bit of the game on Tuesday night and they were set up. They were set up not to concede. They played 4-5-1, um, defended OK <clears throat> to begin with. Carlisle had a lot of pressure. Um, took them an hour to break them down and then there was no plan B, Pete. And here they are playing a, a better opponent in the shape of Tranmere. Um, so I don't really see, unless Scunthorpe can take the lead, I, I don't see how Scunthorpe can win this game. I, I know that sounds ridiculous because you've got to take the lead to win the game, but it tends to be the other team that forces the pace at the moment. Scunthorpe tends to try and soak up the pressure and then try and hit the team, um, you know, on the counter-attack or with a set piece. They don't really, they seem pretty devoid of ideas. Um, they seem already like they're on the summer holidays. They are receiving a quarter of a goal on home soil, though. It's a no-bet for me, Pete. I, I thought Scunthorpe had really sort of turned the corner probably about six weeks ago. They seem to be regressing quite quickly. Southend Crawley next. Um, Southend, uh, three points from their last nine home matches. Uh, I, I think they're, 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 you know, they don't, they don't look good really. Uh, recent home form, 1-1 one, one, drawn, three lost, six coming for one old draw away at Morecambe. Uh, they come against a Crawley side who had a good run. They've lost four of their last five though. So, so, that, that's reversed. And they come off a 4-1 defeat at home to Oldham. Uh, away at bottom six sides, 1-2, drawn four, lost four. I'm afraid in this game, I, I can't see anything. I wouldn't, side, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't side with anything here. Well, I was almost going to back Southend plus a quarter of a goal, Pete. I watched um, quite a bit of the game on Tuesday night. Away to Morecambe and they, were, they, they did everything that we thought they would do. They, they scrapped, they were difficult to break down, they were resolute. And they weren't very good. They squeaked to a point. I won't say it was a lucky point because they probably deserved it, but they could so easily have lost it late on with some sustained more compression. It opened plus a quarter. It's trended back down to scratch here because I think people have realised that this Crawley side have jacked it in. They're clearly the much, much better team here, Crawley, Pete. So if they turn up with any sort of enthusiasm for playing the game... Crawley will win, but we've not seen them have any enthusiasm for weeks now. So, again, for me, no bet, mate. Finally, Walsall Forest Green. Walsall, they've drawn the last four League Two matches, home to top six sides, 1 2 drawn, 1 lost, 5 cut off, a 0 0 draw away at Orient. Forest Green, they lost four of their last five League Two, as you said last week, they do wobble. Uh, away at bottom six sides, one six drawn, two lost, two coming off a two nil defeat at home to Salford. Again, once again, no real value in the line, and and, and no bet for me there. I think Forest Green are in real trouble, Pete. Um, no one player at this level should make that much of a difference, and I, I referenced Jamil Matt's injury 
for Forest Green, a little bit like my own Lincoln's injury to Tom Hopper. They don't have another player in their squad who can sort of replicate their style of play. Matt's a strong, physical boy, puts himself about up top, and Forest Green don't have anything. A bit like Lincoln without Hopper. They have to change the entire way they play, and they're struggling to do that at the most critical time of the season. Um, and that, that really worries me. For a team that always struggles at this time of the campaign anyway, playing the way they do under pressure, they're now trying to have to revolutionise the way they play. I mean, money's come for them. Don't get me wrong. This line opened scratch, and it's now trended down to Forest Green minus a quarter. Um, the goal line is set at 2p, and we know that Walsall are quite a defensive side under Brian Dutton. They're, they're not shy of taking a nil-nil. With Forest Green having issues um, creating and taking chances, I'll probably lean to the under on the two-goal line, but there's no way I can back Forest Green, Pete, again, until I see them actually win a game, because it wouldn't surprise me if they really limp out of this playoff race. And I know they're, what are they, they're five points clear of eighth-placed Exeter, it's not assuming that they get in the playoffs. They could totally blow up here. Right. So, uh, you know, like I said, a vital week this week. Well, they're, they're, you know, we're coming out there, you know, the, the, the business end now. It's the business yeah. end. It's the business end, Peter. Right. I'm going to go over two goals tonight in the Mansfield-Newport match. I'm also going to go over two and a quarter goals in the Port Vale versus Morecambe game and under two goals in the Salford versus Stevenage game. Well, as I say, folks, I've got a couple of previews up on focusedonfootball.co.uk under the League Two blog, so check them out. I'm going to have one bet. I'm uh, heading up to Boundary Park tonight, and I'm going to take Oldham off scratch at home to a Colchester side. Let me repeat this, folks. They have not scored in any of their last 10 away games. That's actually difficult to do at this level. So, yeah, give me Oldham off scratch. Right, we shall be back. Uh, we've got League Two matches. Is there a League Two programme on Tuesday? I believe there is, isn't there? Oh, crikey, now you've put me on the spot, Peter. I'm not sure. Probably. There will be. There'll be at least one or okay. two. We'll, we'll do a podcast yeah. to cover them. OK, then. Right, we shall speak to you next week. And uh, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.